lift off and the clock has started. And welcome to That Pixel Life. This is episode 256, recording August 13th, 2023. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week, we have to talk about a little condition known as FOMO. It's it's ravaging America right now. We need to get out in front of it. What can we do? How to recognize the symptoms? Uh, besides our little talk, we're going to have... Uh, trailer, trash, to banty around, what we've been playing, and many other tangents as they arrive that I cannot put on an outline to do this. I have with me, as always, Justin Manga Mayhem Carter. It's your boy. <laughs> yeah, so um, I've been reading a lot of manga lately. Uh, for, for those of you that don't know what manga is, it's basically Japanese comic books is the thing that most animes are based off of um which i've been trying to read more i read a shit ton of it in like college and stuff but Mm. as you get older you have less time to do those types of things you know i'm not in my 20s anymore where i just would get to do that all day uh so but I've been reading more, and there was one that I just picked up, and I wanted to specifically tell you about it, Zach, because it's really cool, and right. it's been on my radar for a while, and I've wanted to read it. And when I went to Barnes & Noble, they had all the volumes of it, so I picked up the first three, and then I'm on the second one right now. When I get paid next, I'm going to pick up the next three, which is currently where it's at. Like, that's all that's out right now. Right, you are and, making quite a uh, financial investment in whatever this is. Yes. Well, when I tell you what it's called, you'll be like, yes, this makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the, the manga is called Go Go <laughs> Loser Ranger. <laughs> okay. Um, and so it's a good original, name. It's a good name. Yes. I'm not going to lie. Yes. It is a great name. And the original Japanese for it is Gogo Reject Ranger, which I don't know why they. <laughs> That's they even better. It. it is better. Uh, but the whole premise is, is essentially Power Rangers. And they have the. They're called like the Dragon Rangers or whatever. And there's five okay. of them there's red, blue, green, pink, and yellow. And the whole premise is that one day a giant floating castle, whatever, appeared in Japan. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, their version of, like, putties, but they're called dusters, and they're just, like, whatever, little foot soldiers, and they had bosses who would make monsters for the rangers to fight and whatever. Well, what ends up happening is the rangers beat the shit out of them, and were basically gave them one of two options. They're like, look, either you sign a contract with us where you're essentially our slaves, and every Sunday you're going to make monsters for us to fight that's going to be televised and whatever, and that's what we're going to do, and we're going to continue doing this, or we will literally just wipe you the fuck out right now. So, your choice. So, they chose to essentially be slaves, and so now every Sunday they put on a spectacle of they send a monster down for the rangers to fight, and they always Mm -hmm. lose. 
and one of the putties basically decides he's done uh, losing to the Rangers. So he disguises himself as a human and infiltrates the Power Ranger like base because they have like okay. a whole training camp to kind of like train up like the next Rangers and stuff like that. So his sure. goal is to eventually become a Ranger and then murder them from within inside their own organization. All right. And that's the general premise. And the other half of it, though, is that the Rangers are not good people. Like, at least the Red Ranger's not. The Red Ranger's I mean, a fucking it, psychopath. It sounds very much like Power Rangers meets the boys a little bit. It is. It is essentially Power Rangers meets the boys meets, like, some other, like, anime, like, Juju Kaisen or, like, something with, like, mm -hmm. lots of fighting. Like, that's the general concept. Like, the Red Ranger is essentially Homelander. Like, he's America's hero. Everyone loves him. And behind closed doors, like, he's just a brutal psychopath and everyone's afraid of him. Jesus. So oh, I've, I've, I've been reading through that and I've been thoroughly invested because the anime I think comes out next year or something. So I wanted to get ahead of the curve and I saw it and I was like, you know what? I'm a huge Power Ranger fan. I read the first couple chapters online and I immediately knew I stopped right there. I was like, nope, I already know I'm going to love this. This is something that I actually want to own. So <laughs> I went and got the first three and then I'm going to get the next three uh, once I finish those. Well, that is very interesting. I did not see that coming. A a boys Power Ranger type thing. I'd... Makes sense, though. Makes sense. Yeah, and it works. And it's good. I'm excited for the anime because uh, the fighting in it is really cool. So I want the uh, I want the storyline where, you know, the Green Ranger was someone that like challenged the Red Ranger dominance or something and got booted out and then he be, had to become like a third party ranger but he was really the best one beats the hell out of all of them dude the green ranger is pretty sick like out of all the rangers his outfit's the coolest like the red ranger is kind of like has like an open mouth whatever but mm -hmm. the green rangers has a closed mouth but it looks like shark teeth yeah, up and down dude. almost like a motorcycle helmet it's super badass well green ranger Always and forever, best ranger. Yeah, hundred like, percent. Just like you know, Raphael's the best red turtle. So, the best red turtle. He's the only red turtle, and he's the best. Well, he is the best. Yes, I mean he's the best turtle. Period. But he's also I'm, the red turtle. Is kind of I where thought, I was going I, with. That. I thought you were like, no, no, no. And he's the best red turtle. I'm like <laughs> you, cheeky asshole. Um, <laughs> but he is the best turtle. I did. I love in the movie when uh, she's taking the notes and you see written on her notepad is like, red one, does he need therapy? How many people yeah. has he stabbed? <laughs> Every night I dream of fighting. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So good. Um, I know it's out of order, but what did you think of that last Ronin video game trailer? Dude, like... It's so hard. Like, I, I watched it, and it really... I haven't read the comic, and it makes me mm. really want to Wait, read the comic. Really? Yeah. Really? You've never I know, read so, it? No. I know. That's surprising, because oh my God. I I do love Ninja Turtles, and I've read um, the... Whatever the last run... I think it's still going on, the IBW whatever Ninja Turtles mm -hmm. with, like, the sick art. Like, I read the first, like, three volumes of that, and that was really good. 
Um, so I'm excited for it. Like Matt owns it. Like I could literally borrow it and read it. I just haven't done that. It's solid. It's it's probably the best turtle story. That's what I've heard. I mean, and I'm all for, you know, it's turtles. It's dark. The art in it is gorgeous. It's very like Batman kind of style artwork. Oh yeah, for sure. So it's like OG turtles where they murdered people. Yeah, like it's definitely style, up my you know? alley. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it looks like a pretty fun game. Pretty cool action game. I, I could get down with it. Probably not a game I'd let my kids play, even though they're super into Turtles right now. But... <laughs> you know, give it a couple of years. Maybe yeah. a little bit older. A little bit, a little bit. Let's let's get into some double digits before we, we dabble into those waters. Um. So, I f- forgot a place to take you when you were up here uh, that I went to today. Or, no, a few days ago. Uh, it's a local... It used to be a Bay Area like franchise, but now there's just one. It's called Harry's Hofbrau. And okay. it's the kind of cafeteria-style, like, carvery-type setup, where you get a okay. tray, and you're like, yeah, I want the, you know turkey dinner and they like carve up the turkey in front of you and then you go down the line and it's like oh i want this side and i want these potatoes and get your salad and you just go boom 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 down the line um food is always crazy but they have a special that i love and it's turkey enchiladas okay and 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 i have to tell you i have a description it might not be the most politically correct description of these enchiladas but they are the best white people enchiladas you've ever had in your life. Like, flour tortilla, the enchilada sauce that tastes like my grandmother used to make enchiladas with. You know, like, it's, like, super overstuffed, tons of cheese. It's, like, the most ridiculous eight pounds of meal you've ever had in your life. And I love them. They're, they're ridiculous. So I had that the other day. And I think I just recovered today from that meal like it was brutal it was that's so funny i honestly don't think i've ever had enchiladas with flour tortillas yeah that's what i mean like it's like every every time like megan and i make them it's corn even my mom who makes the epitome of like white people food yeah uh uses corn tortillas and that's that's what i mean well enchiladas are corn tortillas that's what that's that's like I can't even wrap my head around it, but they're delicious. It's also like they're so good and at the same time it's just so dumb and wrong. Like I feel bad <laughs> eating them. Like my I feel like my body slow down consuming them, but they're delicious and I can't stop. So oh, I had man. to I had to share that next time you're up here, we gotta hit up Harry's because it's legendary. I mean, for sure. I'm definitely, I'm definitely down to give them a try. Yeah. Well, because like all the Carvery stuff is fantastic, but the specials. If you get the chicken parm, it's a good mm-hmm. chicken parm. Okay. Yeah. I, it, I I do fuck with a good chicken parm. Yeah. It's a they do they have like a baked lasagna that's really good. It's you can get you know some miner's bones, which are basically just some like prime rib <laughs> bones with meat on them, but they're delicious. You know, like yeah. We get we get down. We celebrate the entire menu. <laughs> uh, 
You gotta walk away hurting. Hurting, dude. The meat sweats, as one Shannon Michael Moore would say. Like, the meat sweats hit you hard. Yeah. Which, if you guys haven't noticed, you know, we still, we put out a PB for Shannon. Um, You know, he still hasn't come back since he won the lottery. We have a private investigator looking into it, trying to find where he is. Haven't heard anything yet, but you know, maybe maybe by next week, you know, he'll be able to get a get a little scent on where Shannon went. We can get him back here. Yeah, we're hoping, we're hoping because uh, <laughs> thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers, T's and P's. Uh, our boy has gone MIA, but now we we have we have uh, under reliable information that he will be back next week. So. I think I think our boys just went on a little vacay and uh, well earned, and you know, I, we should all be so lucky because Lord knows I'm not. So, <laughs> all right, here we are. Here we are. Uh, but yeah, oh, I, I have to tell you, I went and uh, for my consultation for my new tattoos. <gasps> oh yeah, 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 gonna, yeah, yeah. How's yeah, that? Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Um, I'm getting a, a, a T-Rex skull uh, on one side, and then uh, a. am going with a sacred heart, you know, the heart with the thorns and all that stuff, mm-hmm. um, except uh, where the piercing is on the side of it, uh, it's going to have a bunch of, like, sparkles coming out of it. That's because okay. my daughter uh, refers to me as her sparkle buddy. And so we say sparkle buddies for life around this place. And so, yes, we're, we're getting a dino skull for my son and a sparkle heart for my daughter. I'm going to rock that shit. It's going to be rad. Yeah, you are. When, when are you getting it done? Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. All right. Yeah. Always exciting to get back in the chair. It's been, it's been way too long. So let's get some, let's get some, let's get some ink, boys. I'm excited for you. you. And, you know, now that you're going to get some fresh ink, you're like, hey, you know what? Can't really go, uh, you know, camping on the beach or whatever. Bring up this fresh ink. Can't really be on the beach or in the water for, you know, while this is bad boys healing up. I mean, you know, school started. School starts next week. So, you know, it's the end of summer, really. You can't can't be doing these summer trips, like camping in the fall. I mean, who does that? Yeah, no one. Bunch of heathens. That's you. God, could you imagine camping in like the winter? Ugh. I think summer's bad. Like, yeah, let, let me go out there and freeze and huddle around a fire like I'm the goddamn Donner party. Like, ah, give me. Nah. Nah. Couldn't be Zach. Could not be me. Could not. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, real quick, uh, before we go into the, the FOMO. Tell me about the South Park snow day thing. Dude, so uh, I guess THQ Nordic uh-huh. had a little, uh, their own little showcase this week. And I don't remember what all else they showed. The big thing that stood out to me, though, was a new South Park game. I saw it, mm-hmm. South Park snow day. I was excited. I was like, oh, dude, you know, stick of truth banger of a game um the fractured butthole i know didn't quite hit the same for a lot of people 
But, you know, from what I hear, you know, a lot of people still enjoyed it. It was still overall a sure. very reviewed, like, good game. Um, so I was excited, and then, man, dude, when I played the trailer for this game, my excitement immediately got swept away when I saw that they have now ditched the 2D, you know, art style they had in the first two games, which looked exactly like the show mm-hmm. and now are going with this up south park in 64 game looking art style and it is a new co-op multiplayer game and it's just like dude those two words together co-op yeah. and multiplayer yeah. i'm like dude like uh it looks just like it looks looks like you're kind of like battling on the playground and stuff and it's like a snow day and you'll have like units that you're kind of moving around. It looks like it's kind of... The trailer didn't really show a lot of gameplay. I'm assuming it's going to kind of be more top-down-ish mm-hmm. looking. I'm sure you can kind of mess with the camera and stuff to like get in a little closer. But I feel like while playing, we'll kind of want to be zoomed out a little further. But, dude, like the words co-op and multiplayer could not turn me off any harder from, you know... It's going to have some season pass, live service bullshit. And I'm just like, dude, I don't want any of that. I just wanted a good single-player South Park game, like Stick of Truth, right? whatever. Like, you know, even if they wanted to do a different game, like I know Stick of Truth was very kind of Paper Mario, turn-take RPG. Then they kind of went into the XCOM, like Fire Emblem-style tactics game and it's like you know give me something else give me more a like real time <laughs> like you know final fantasy 7 just yeah. give me like, something anything else. else yeah go back to first person shooter at this point man but yeah it could not have uh dissuaded me from wanting to play it any more than it did what about you zach what did you think of this south park game no i mean i'm with you multiplayer co-op no i'm right there i'm done I'm done. But but also I don't know what the hell is with these like South Park in 64 looking graphics. Like what the hell is this? You know? It just looks bad. Like it looks so bad and I don't understand why. Yeah. Like even with all this negative feedback, like there's no way they can fix it. Like I feel like it's done. Like, there's no way for them to just improve that at this point. It's too late. Yeah, and I mean, I'm curious because, like, South Park is one of those things where now it's just an institution. But how many... Like, I don't know who this game is made for, I guess I'm saying. You know, it's like, I, I, I imagine... The co-op multiplayer market is, is a younger crowd... But are younger people still interested in South Park? Or is it like 35 and up still at this point? I, I'm just a little confused on who the market is for this. Because like Stick of Truth was 15 plus years ago. You know what I mean? Like Yeah. And it it's just hard too because it's like... You know, once you get into the co-op multiplayer whatever. But like there's so many other co-op multiplayer games or whatever mm-hmm. like i don't know what south park is going to do that's different besides just being south park that's going to draw you as a player in to be like okay well you know the gameplay is not really like 
that great or whatever, but it's South Park, so I'm going to stick with it. It's just like, dude, I don't see that happening. Oh, sorry. Stick of Truth was 10 years ago. It wasn't that long ago, but still. I was 34 when that game came out. I am 44 now. <laughs> but and, and it was in my wheelhouse when I was 34. So that's that's kind of where I'm what I'm saying. Cuz I'm not sure what what this is. Yeah, I mean that is true. I played Stick of Truth on the Xbox 360. I still have my uh my disc on the shelf. I mean, it was hilarious. The underwear gnome scene, all-timer. All-timer. Dude, and to give it credit, man, dude, I've actually played it twice. Um and Megan, who's not even a fan of South Park, mm-hmm. uh, loved it. Like she played through the entire game too, just because she actually liked the gameplay. So, I don't know. It's good. It's good. Though, you kind of just remind. I don't know why this shook loose in my head. Did you ever play the Penny Arcade RPG? No. It was pretty good. I didn't even. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, they made one. It was like Xbox Live Arcade days it was pretty solid and it was supposed to be part one of four and then like all their pr collapsed as it turned out they had big issues in-house at that point i think they're still going but they lost a lot of popularity real fast right around the time that game came out and so we never got the other parts of that game but dude it's so funny because you saying that reminds me of like on my steam library I can't tell you how many games I have that it's like, oh, it's like, Aris, blah, 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 episode one. And there was never an episode two like no. of like these indie games or whatever that everyone was trying to capitalize off of like the Telltale, like Walking Episodic, Dead, like yeah. whatever. Yeah, when that was like the big thing to do, everyone tried doing that and soon realized that, yeah, no, you're not Telltale's The Walking Dead. Like you can't do that. Yeah, yeah. You don't have the backing of major publishing, so that is not happening for you. Anyway. Um, oh, you know what we never talked about last week that we should have? Was uh, the po- the Pokemon DLC got a date, which was September 13th. That's right, it yeah. did. Yeah, we did have a uh, an actual Pokemon Direct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For that, and then uh, uh, Detective Pikachu... Got a new trailer with a bunch of stuff in it. Um, that comes out October 6th. I'm not sure if they had to announce the date for that before, but they said October 6th. Um, and, uh, hey, Detective Pikachu looks rad. I'm probably going to play that. It looks really fun. I like I like Pikachu Phoenix Wright. You know what I mean? I mean <laughs> I, uh, Sign me up. Yeah. And like I said, that, Dude, the, the DS one was awesome. I, I really enjoyed that game. Um, one of the other things from the Pokemon Direct like that stood out to me was also on the the Game Boy uh, whatever eShop mm-hmm. console thing on the Switch. We, we got the Pokemon trading card game. Oh, game right, game right, right. On there, which I, I never actually owned, but I did play 
like my friends whatever and i remember it being a lot of fun so that is one that after i'm done playing paper mario i kind of wanted to just check out again and like revisit for nostalgia's sake what was the card game you and uh and mike played all that was it digimon or like Yu-Gi-Oh? that was it yeah yeah and then they released one like last year or two years ago right yeah, well, because they, they came out with the Duel Masters or whatever, which is, like, their their version of Arena, Okay, in a sense. Um, I think they've come out with, like, another game or whatever, like, an actual game game, too, mm-hmm. but it's for whatever the new anime was. And it's, like, some speedster where it's not real Yu-Gi-Oh! It's like some new quick version of you. I don't know. I okay. I checked out and I'm like, this doesn't look like real Yu-Gi-Oh! I don't really know if I want to learn a new bullshit version of Yu-Gi-Oh! I, so I'm good. I love that you're like a Yu-Gi-Oh! snob. That's fantastic. <laughs> I don't do well it's funny, I we uh went to uh Mexican for lunch yesterday mm-hmm. and the waiter I uh, came by and he was doing my, he was staring at my arms. And he's like, dude, he's like, is that a Millennium Puzzle on your arm? I was like, yes, <laughs> <laughs> it is. And he's like, dude, that's so badass. I was like, thank you. And then, like, and then I you, do... and then you did the secret handshake. And uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, he he reached down his shirt and pulled out his replica Millennium Puzzle, <laughs> and and flashed it to me. And then I flashed him mine, and we're like, whoa! You whipped out your preciouses. Yeah. <laughs> So and good. they sent me to the shadow realm. <laughs> shadow realm. Oh shit. Um Well, we have we have something serious to discuss. And yes. and it's and it's a problem that is ravaging the gamer community. It's it's it was bad before. It's gotten worse because this year has not allowed anyone to catch up at any point. <sighs> The issue is FOMO, the fear of missing out. And, and I have to tell you it, it, for me personally, this has come to a, an abrupt become an abrupt problem with the release of Baldur's Gate three. Now, Justin, you know, me, you know, my life. I have I no room for this game. No, hundred percent. I don't even know why it's bothering me. I know I, I, if I started it, I'll never finish it. I, I'll never even come close. It needs at least a hundred hours. Reality is probably more like three or four hundred to play it like you want to. And, and I just can't. Like I don't have that. In any way, it'd be the one game I played for an entire year, essentially. And and the FOMO's killing me. It's killing me. I want to buy it so bad. I want to play it so bad. I hear everyone talking about it. I hear all the pe- I hear all the chatter. I see all the reviews. And I want to pull the trigger. I want to. And then, you know, and then we've got Shannon on the Discord. Being like, oh, I'm playing it on the Steam Deck. It's great. I, I have I have a Steam Deck. Should should, <laughs> I, should I just play it there? But no, I don't want to play that game on a small screen and kind of having it run in in low quality graphic settings. 
I want to play it on a big screen. I want to play it on the PS5 where it'll be running nice and smooth and all that stuff, hopefully. Um, it's killing me. Your thoughts on FOMO and, and particularly Baldur's Gate 3? Dude, I know it's tough. Like, this year has had a lot of, I feel like, FOMO-style games. Like, first, uh, Zelda came out and that was all over twitter that was i think the first kind of big like it's in your face like everyone's Mm -hmm. like oh dude either you're playing zelda or you're not and if you're not playing zelda you're hearing about it everywhere uh and then diablo came out shortly after and then was kind of all over on twitter and stuff but then now both of those have kind of died off Mm -hmm. and now Baldur's gate has filled that spot i see it everywhere on twitter everywhere yeah, people fucking each other, like just bears. weird little bears, yeah, banging yeah. bears. Uh, there was some someone had one where it, like I don't even know it was like them, and then all of a sudden it turned into Guitar Hero, just like weird, <laughs> like videos of stuff like that. And it does look, from what I've seen, it looks really cool. It sounds really fun. I have not been playing it, but I'm in the same boat as you. I know Mm -hmm. multiple people who are playing it, right? Matt wants me to play it so bad, and he keeps bringing it up. And I'm like, dude, like, I'm trying to get through Pikmin 4. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, Megan, you're trying to get through Pikmin 4, which is not even close to the time commitment. And that's what you're trying to get through. Yeah. And it's like, you know, there's that. And then Megan got Final Fantasy, which she's almost done, which it's like, you know, I really do want to check that out after I played the demo. And it's just like, it's not getting easier. Like so much shit comes out next month. That's like Starfield, Lies of P, like all this shit that's like, I've been waiting for. It's the same problem with like what happened with Zelda, where there was a drought. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, here's three or four games that you want to play that are now all coming out this month. Right, and it's like, right. dude, so I'm trying to do this, and it's like, I still have Diablo, and it's like, I haven't beat it. And so there's, like, all this stuff. It's like, dude, Baldur's Gate wasn't even on my radar, and it's like, now it is, but there's all this other shit that's on my radar that's coming, so it's like, dude, I don't know when I would ever play Baldur's Gate. <laughs> like, I do yeah. want to get it. I might pick it up if it's on sale or something at some point, but I'm in the same boat as you though. Like I, I don't have a Steam Deck, but I would want it on PS5 or something, sure. just so it loads quick, it looks nice, be beautiful. <sighs> but yeah, I. This isn't the first time though, that this this has been an issue. Like I feel I feel like FOMO has been attacking the gamer community as long as time itself. You know, a game will come out. Get a bunch of buzz. You know it doesn't fit your gaming style. But something digs in your mind. Maybe it's time to try that. Maybe it's time to branch out a little bit. Everyone else is talking about this. So that brings up an interesting topic, though. So what do you, out of FOMO, Mm -hmm. like, what do you think is the biggest FOMO for a game you've ever experienced? Ooh. Uh, I, I know, so... I know Shannon is not mm-hmm. here, but for Shannon, I would say Elden Ring because that's not his style yeah. of game at all. And he like was invested enough. He actually bought the game. Like he saw it everywhere and was like, you know what? I And he knew damn well that Dark Souls, whatever, that's not his shit at all. Mm-hmm. But 
the level of people talking about it got him to purchase the game and play it, even though he knew it was not the game for him. Uh, you know, I like what I'll actually say is piggybacking off that, the Dark Souls was one of those games for me where so many people were talking about it. Like every podcast was talking about it. Every you know, website that still, you know, back then people actually wrote articles, um, you know, article after article about it on websites. And, and it was, I'm not a big, it's a super hard game type guy, but the buzz was so strong that I bought it. And then was at a point in my life where, if I'm buying something, I'm playing it because the next purchase is happening a long ways away from that purchase. And uh, so the FOMO actually got me into those games. Like, granted, the next one I played was probably Bloodborne. And then I circled back to Dark Souls 2 and then played and then picked up 3. I, li- I love 3. 3 is a great game. Uh, but... Yeah, I wouldn't I would not have gotten into that series at all if if the FOMO hadn't happened. Cuz I wanted to yeah. I wanted to be in on the Zeitgeist. I wanted to be able to talk about the game and have the conversations. Yeah, I would say for me personally, uh I actually think it's the original Modern Warfare 2. Oh, okay. Uh, sure. Because I, I'm not a Call of Duty person. I'm not even a big first-person shooter person. But that game came out, and literally everybody I knew had it. Yeah. And would play it. Yeah. And I, it's like, I so I bought it. I'm like, all right. Like, I know it's not really for me, but my friends really wanted me to play with them. So I was like, I guess I'll just get it. So I got it, and it was one of those things, man, where it was like every night, like 9 o'clock, hop on Xbox Live, seven of my fucking friends were online playing, and it's, like, cool. And you'd hop in for, like, an hour, hour and a half, get a couple games in, Mm -hmm. go to bed, rinse, repeat, and, like, did that for, like, a solid couple months when that game came out. Yeah, the, uh, kind of, kind of what you're saying, it's funny. So, I played Modern Warfare, and I really liked the story campaign of Modern Warfare a lot would get the crap kicked out of me in multiplayer and was just like, yeah, I'm going to run back to halo where I can play multiplayer and feel good about myself versus this, where I feel real bad about myself (laughs) all the time. (laughs) And then I skip modern warfare two, but then something about, uh, what was it? They just called it world war two, right? The one that was, it was like the return to, it was like the return to world war two. I forget. Yeah, what. it was just like WW2 or yeah. whatever. Uh, that one, for some reason, and I think it was what you're saying. Like, I had a bunch of friends that were playing it that were that were like modern, that were Call of Duty people, and they were all talking about getting in on World War II. They were all hyping up their return to World War II. They were all in. And so I'm like, okay, screw it. I'm buying it. And, and instant regret. I played like. <laughs> three hours of that game and I'm like, this is trash. Why did I do this to myself? Ugh. But yeah, that one got me. Bad, yeah, bad purchase. Like what, bad purchase. That's what happened to me was we played Modern Warfare 2 and it's like played it a bunch and then Black Ops 1 
came out after that, and so I bought that, and some of my friends had, like, stopped after Modern Warfare 2, or but some of them continued on to Black Ops, so I played that, but then it was like, dude, after Black Ops 1, like, everyone was kind of, like, done, mm-hmm. and so I never bought black ops 2 or 3 like anything that was kind of like the end of my call of duty career was with black <laughs> ops 1 the end of your call of duty career i like that <laughs> but yeah i mean i can remember it happening in like the n64 days and like uh when i was working at sony at the uh for testing on the play- or qa on the playstation 2 Everyone was super into the bouncer, which is not a good game at all. But for some reason, the QA department got way into the bouncer. And so that was another uh, pickup of mine that was an instant filled with regret pickup because I wasn't on the testing team for that. I just heard about it from all the other people that were on the testing team for that. And oh, so they did you dirty. Super <laughs> dirty. Did. And then so I got back to... The office, like, oh, you know, the weekend, or so it comes out on, on whatever day it was, and then I pick it up, play it over the weekend. I get back to the office on Monday, and I'm like, what the hell were you guys talking about? This game is garbage. Like, the hottest of trash. I don't understand. And they're like, no, you don't understand the level design and this and that and the other thing. And I'm like, guys, just because it's a Squaresoft game doesn't make it good. Like, I don't understand. What? What are we doing here with our time, gentlemen? Um, but yeah, it was not not a great not a great game. But uh, I think I think it's because they were testers for the game, right. so they got Stockholm syndrome into thinking it was uh, good because they just replayed it so many and, times. And that happens. That happens. I mean, there was a while there where I thought this puzzle game it was called like Wetris. Or something like that. <laughs> but I thought it was fantastic and one of the best puzzle games ever. And then, yeah, I realized that's because I played it for 12 hours a day for a week straight looking for bugs. And yeah, that was that was why that was why I felt that way. But but that works out the, good the other time. Uh, another time, though, because I, I got on Fear Effect, which is a game I'd never heard of before and that game was fantastic that was really good if you're ever looking for a good ps1 oh look it up it's all like cell shaded and stuff it's really cool yeah that doesn't even sound familiar to me but yeah it was a good it was a good time it was a good time um but yeah i just felt the Baldur's gate emergence but we needed to have the conversation because it's killing me. It's killing me, Justin. I can't I can't promise you I'm not gonna buy it after we get off the call tonight. It might yeah, just happen. I'm honestly fully expecting by next next podcast you to be like, Well guys yeah. I bought Baldur's Gate. Well, here we are. Sorry about that guys. <laughs> guess what's gonna stop being stopped guess what I'm gonna stop playing in about two weeks. So when the next thing comes out, but hey, I got Baldur's Gate now. Right. And that's the thing. I'm not even like a Dungeons and Dragons guy. And and people, you know, people are just like, every review you read is like, oh, it's amazing how they capture the feel and spirit of Dungeons and Dragons. And it's like, yeah, that's great, I guess. 
That's not for me. <laughs> I don't like, know. I wouldn't know. Yeah, sure. Let's sit around the table and roll some dice. I don't... Hmm. Sure. <laughs> You're like, does it play like season one of Stranger Things? <laughs> yeah, is there a demigorgon in in there? What are we... What are we working with? Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Is there anything you're getting FOMO on outside of Baldur's Gate currently? Um, in terms of missing out on something, mm-hmm. besides Baldur's Gate, I think that is just kind of like the big thing right now. I can't really think of anything else that's like come out recently that I'm like, oh yeah, like I wish I was playing this right now. The one that's, and, and I'm sure it's different for you because it's getting played in your household, but the one that uh, is killing me, that not killing me, but that's bugging me that I'm not playing is Final Fantasy. That's the one, like, just because I played that, I got through the entire demo, that story is so wild, and I'm just like, I have to see where this goes. I really want to know, and... I don't want to do the, like, well, I'll just get the story recap, recap YouTube you know, movie and, and figure it out. Like, I don't want that. I want to actually play it. But again, it's a time sink thing. So. Right. <sighs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's one of those where it's like, I'm waiting for Megan to finish it. And then once she's done, I don't know. I honestly don't even know if I'll finish it, but I do want to continue from where I left off. Cause I'm like the same way. I know, because she's been playing it, I know a little bit about what happens mm-hmm. in like the game, but at the same time, I've also tried to keep myself in the dark as much as possible so that I didn't just like have the entire thing ruined for me. Okay, so you're not sitting there with her watching it. But... Yeah, no, I've just I've walked in a couple times and I've asked her like what she thought and of the game and stuff. So it's like I know certain things about it, but not mm-hmm huge like plot points or anything like that story-wise so the story more or less is still intact for me so i don't have to i'm not sitting there going like okay well i already know what's gonna happen so let me just get through it well that's good i mean because i'm kind of in that same way where i'd rather not know i'd rather i'd rather go through it but at some point do you just admit defeat like, I'm not going to. I know I'm not going to. So, should I just look up what oh. the damn story is? Oh, yeah. That's the other thing, too, is uh, um, Moving Out 2 also comes out in two days. Son which, of a bitch. I know, which I still... I think I'm almost done with the first one. I think I'm, like, right at the end of the game, because mm. that's one that Matt and I would just play together. And stuff, so that's the only time I would ever play it. But yeah, that comes out in two days, and I'm like, God damn it! Like, uh. oh yeah, my my kids and I played the first one to death. Like, they love that game, and I'm hoping the the sequel is more than just like a level pack. I hope they tighten up some controls in that game because it can get pretty wild. When you're- yeah, I mean, I'm hoping they also like yeah add a couple like new mechanics and yeah. stuff like that to kind of do give it the overcooked two treatment right right exactly but when you're trying to get a pool table out of a third story window that's that's fun times <laughs> it's good times Dude, my 
my favorite was always the the like long accordion couches. Oh yeah, it's yeah. You're trying to like snake it through the house, and it's all just wiggling everywhere. <laughs> And it's, like, incredibly long, so you, someone's trying to push it while someone's trying to pull it, and it's just, like, knocking shit over everywhere. And, of course, one of the challenges in the level with that is, like, not to, like, break anything in the house while moving stuff. And it's like, dude, how do you expect me to do that with this couch? And my son, who's, like, Mr. Toasterhead guy, you know, is running around with toast just popping out and flying everywhere. And you're like, oh, man, it's, Yeah. <laughs> Though I will say, if you if someone's out there that hasn't played Moving Out, it is one of the most entertaining like party games. Like it's hilarious the the scenarios that come up and like the quote unquote solutions you arrive to to get things in the truck in time. It it's hilarious. It's really fun. Oh yeah, no, I already know I'm gonna end up getting the second one, especially because Megan loved watching Matt and I play it because then we get all worked up and we're yelling at each other. And I'm just like sitting there and Matt's like, fuck it. I'm taking the doors off and just kicks the doors yeah. off the house and stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, th- th- we're not going to get the no damage. And he's like, yeah, doesn't matter. We're running out of time. Get this shit in the truck. <laughs> so it's like, fine. Yeah, like, I guess I, uh, I guess we're just ignoring that and we're load up the truck. Oh, if there's a window in the vicinity of where the truck is parked, I am just throwing everything out the window into the truck. Everything. Like it's like, yeah, if I'm he's on the like, sec- go stand out in the yard. <laughs> yeah, if I'm on the second floor, that is just uh, to use the parlance of my son getting yeeted out the window into that truck. Just TVs, couches, <laughs> I don't even care. Like, we're, we're going. But Doesn't matter. Man, I didn't even know that, I didn't even know that game existed. And it comes out in two days? Two days. <sighs> August 15th. Without <sighs> Tuesday. Man. I know. I Man. saw an ad for it the other day, and I actually thought it was already out. And then when I was looking at the coming soon or whatever, I saw it was coming out in two days. I was like, oh, man, dude, I'm going to have to get that. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. Justin, why did you do that to me? Man. I'm sorry. Well, we were talking about fear of missing out, so yeah. I give you something yeah. else to yeah. miss yeah. out One on. One other thing. Uh, I got to... I have to find a way to come up with a good, a good solution to put uh, Steam games from my computer to my TV. I gotta find the right, the right mix to do that, because I'd rather buy that so I can play it on my Steam Deck at the same time, but also play it on the TV. So, or maybe games like Baldur's Gate three, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> so hey if anyone's got a good solution though for what works in your house drop it in the discord let me know let me know because uh i could be talked into trying certain things to make that work that's right and also real quick cocoon comes out at the end of september as well stop stop <laughs> dude, september is stacked dude between starfield um uh, what was it? Lies, Lies of P and Cocoon. I'm like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, September's cooked. Oh, and then, you know, in two more weeks, you've got Alan Wake 2. And, yep. yeah. And then all the, all the, all the October stuff. Uh, it's just, uh. Spider-Man. And it's just like, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, a little game called Spider-Man 2 hits. <laughs> I think Spider-Man 2 is the last one, though, that might have a legit shot at Game of the Year. 
going down the line. That that is true. I mean, out of everything else that's like coming out, game of the year. Like, I honestly don't even know. Aside from the only one other one that I could see that's like, oh, dude, definitely like maybe even like top game of the mm-hmm. year. It would be out for me. It would be Alan Wake. Yeah, I could Just see because it. I could see if they nail it, Alan Wake could get in the conversation. Yeah, at least, like, maybe not game of the year, but just at least somewhere in, yeah. like, a top five. Well, if we're talking... Uh, so, so we were throwing around, and I think this year we are going to have a game of the year and then the revamp slash remake game of the year also, because there's so many. Yeah. And I got to tell you, with what I've been playing, I so, finish Diablo 4, right? And I go, you know, I've got a backlog. I don't... It, this was my part of my strategy to avoid bu- buying Baldur's Gate 3, by the way. It was, I've got this backlog. And things are staring me in the face. And I've just walked away from them. So let me dive back in. And a little game called Dead Space that came out at the beginning of the year. And uh, fired it up and instantly was just like, where the hell am I? What am I doing? I don't even know. Like, what chapter am I in? I don't even know. And I was like, you know what? It's a short enough game. I'm just going to restart it. New save. Let's go. Like, let's just have some fun. So I restart the game, forgetting that that intro is pretty long. Like, it's a, that's a good hour or so before you're finally like, you know, the training wheels come off and you're playing dead space. Uh, but it's still fine. And I got through, what am I, chapter three now? Just playing it an hour or two a night. And that game rules. It's, I mean, it's Dead Space, right? So you kind of know it and you're going through it. And it's like, oh, this is that area again. Okay, I got it. But, you know, like when you go get the captain's body or you're trying to get the captain's codes off the body and then the uh, their version of the face hugger flies in and like turns him into a necromorph. And that whole fight in the original game, all of that happens in the distance. And you see like how that creature kind of comes in in this one. It's a cinematic where it's happening like right on top of you. And then the, the captain's body turns into a necromorph, like literally on top of you and you see it all change and everything. And it's awesome. Like it's super gnarly and rad. Uh, so I like the changes they've made to the game that way. It really, I forgot how good that game looks. They, they really knocked it out of the park as far as atmosphere and sound design. I mean, the original had amazing sound design too, but I think it's a better remake than, than resident evil four, which I can't really believe I'm saying because resident evil four was awesome. Uh, with the changes they made and the graphical improvements they made and, and controls and all that. But it's, it's interesting because I think they changed the base story of resident evil four. I mean, the, it's the, it, you still get the same beats, right? But the, the chapter by chapter story is, is just smoother in dead space than it is in resident evil four. It's like, they almost clung to the, uh, design of the original RE4 too much, maybe for a modern redo, which is interesting because they didn't do that in two. 
the Resident Evil 2 remake was very smoothed out and felt it flowed just so much better, right? But RE4, they kind of just hang on to some mm-hmm. old things, probably just for nostalgia's sake and stuff like that, where I think with Dead Space, they started with a more streamlined product to begin with and then continued to just sand off some of the edges. And and I remember you talking about De- Dead Space way back when. The, the thing's like, hey, there's benches everywhere now. You want a store? There's one right around the corner. Just go get what you need. And, and you know, there is, there is ammo scarcity for a lot of it. But it's never so much where it's a huge detriment. And, and your melee combat can do enough to get you out of a jam and help you conserve ammo. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm probably, I'll probably finish it this week at the pace I'm at going, you know, two hours a night or whatever to go through it. And it's, it's just fantastic. Like I, I see it easily being top three for me and in the remake category, cause it's great. It's great. Did you ever finish it? No, I need to, I know, um, I don't remember what happened. We were playing it, and then, uh, like something else came out. I <laughs> RE, got RE4 to, I wanna, came out. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I got to. I want to say like chapter like six or something like that. Like I got a good. I want to say like halfway yeah. through the game. Yeah. Um. So that is one though that prior to end of the year talks, I do definitely want to bang that out and get that done. Yeah, because I can't imagine you have that much more at this point. I mean, yeah, you probably have another it's one of those. You got like four hours left or something like that at this point. Yeah, it's one of those where it's like you know you just have to put the time in to just work your way through it. Like it's not like a huge grind or anything like that. Mm-hmm. The the thing I find interesting with that game and. It was true in the original as well, is how just useless all the other weapons are. It's like you get the plasma cutter at the beginning of the game, and that's literally the only weapon you need. It's like they hand you they hand you the assault rifle, you know, in the middle of chapter two as like your second weapon. The thing is useless. It's pointless. I don't understand like it's it literally the kinetic ability is a better weapon than the assault rifle is. I mean, when I get stuck for, for lack of plasma energy, I'll go to the assault rifle and pull, like shoot off an arm that gives you a spike and then just kinetic blast things with the spike until things die. It's, it's more effective than trying to shoot it with bullets. Yeah. I, um, upgraded the plasma, gun like as much as possible the plasma cutter as much as possible as soon as possible and besides that the only other one i use is the you know like the ripper yeah the that Um, which is good that that is good yeah especially when there's like multiple things like on the ground just shoot like a saw out there and just start like swiping the ground Mm -hmm. and stuff to try and like clear a path or just take out everyone's legs around you and then you can yeah exactly yeah yeah slow them down, take a cut, like step back to like reassess what's happening. I mean, the stomp is still an all timer in that game. It never, it, it's kind of like recalling the ax in God of war. It never doesn't feel good. Every time you stomp on something, it's so satisfying. 
just so satisfying. You get the sound with it, the boom, you know, and and it just ah, chef's kiss, ah, lovely. Yeah, they made it, the stomp. I think even like better. Like the sounds like yeah, the boom, yeah, boom. Like it's always. I'm just constantly just stomping everywhere I go in that game. <laughs> Do you ever? Because I mean, you learn pretty quick uh, after the the face hugger scene to just stomp all the bodies you see around so they can't come back as necromorphs when one of those things show up. Otherwise, you're just going to be yeah. surrounded by like eight of them until you kill it. And you just ever go back and think about how many just victims on that ship you stomp apart. <laughs> on a day. Like you're just walking through an area. You're like, oh, man, 10 people got just horribly murdered here. Let me just stomp just and dismember boom. all of them real quick. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you got six credits for me? Boom! Yeah. Just stomp them out. Yep. I don't even know where they were hiding. Did you swallow them? I don't know. They're mine now. <laughs> it's kind of, but it is funny the way that game teaches you. It's like, oh, there's a pile of bar- bodies over there? Yeah, go ahead and fire a shot in it because one of them's going to get up. I know one of them's <laughs> going to get up. Or you're walking through. You know it's coming. You're walking through a hallway and it's, and it's going like, hmm, there's a vent. There's a vent. There's a v- the lights are going to go off at some point and things are going to pop out of all- every single one of these vents. I know it. I know they will. And yeah, every time, every time. But no, fantastic game. Very excited to finish it. So at least that'll be one more off my my pile before the end of the year. What what right. what have you been working with? Um, I mean, the uh. I've just been playing more Pikmin 4. Um, I am on the second area. I have, because the first area I got like 85-ish percent complete, but I think I need, I needed blue Pikmin, which I hadn't gotten yet. Um, And so, because they're the ones that can like withstand water and actually like do stuff with water which in the second area i finally have some blue pikmin but i only have maybe like 10 so i definitely need to get more um but it's been a lot of fun i i just love going around collecting stuff i've un i've saved enough crew members now where now there is nighttime missions that you can do where normal the normal like story missions you go out and it's like day and then like once the sun starts going down you have to get back to the ship and whatever and in the day but you can also do nighttime missions where instead of using normal pikmin you use uh glow pikmin which are green and kind of look like little ghosts and it's really fun. It's like an interesting twist because it kind of the night missions kind of become more like a horde mode slash kind of like defend like the base type game where it's not about collecting resources and doing whatever. It's like, hey, here's this base. Get as many Pikmin as you can. Monsters are going to become super aggressive and start trying to storm the base and you need to last until sunup. So instead of racing against the clock to try and like collect a bunch of stuff and get back to the ship, now it becomes, all right, like you don't really have to do anything except make sure your base survives until morning. So you like run and collect your little star bit stuff mm-hmm. and get your little green Pikmin. And 
what's nice is like normally like when you throw pikmin you'll throw them and then you have to either like whistle to call them back or run over to recollect them but with the little glow pikmin they kind of just auto come back to you so you don't have to worry about that like yeah i'm throwing them all over the place it's like yeah it doesn't matter they'll come back to me okay and you can hold the um the top button and normally in with normal pikmin and stuff you can do like a charge attack and that's like what they'll do is you'll hold that button and then they'll all kind of bum rush an enemy but with glow pikmin when you do it they create like a glow pikmin spirit bomb thing like above mm-hmm. you that's like green orb ball thing and when you release it they blast the monster with it but then at the same time after they blast them they do like a little tidal wave up type move and get onto them and then just start like group attacking so that's like a super cool move where you're like okay i see this big dude's coming start charging up my pikmin and then as soon as i get close enough just drop them all on them and swarm them and attack and it's like if some of them die it doesn't matter because you're not carrying over ghost pikmin from night mission night mission like all the normal pikmin in the missions like yeah you know however many you have that carries over to the next day and the next whatever but with the night missions it legit does not matter so it's like dude if they die they die you don't have to worry about resetting or trying to save them i'm just like nope i have enough i'm just attacking uh i did one where the base literally had like a sliver of health left because there's the main base but then you can also as you're running around the level there's like decoy ones that you can activate that will kind of help draw uh, enemy attention and stuff like so they'll attack that before they'll reach your main base and stuff but I got to where I was running around and I ended up leaving my main base unsecure and like a big bold dude came over and just started stomping the shit out of it so I was like shit 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 so I'm running back and I'm like I attacked him and I was like oh god and the timer was counting down because it was like almost daytime so it was almost done but I was like dude I'm not gonna make it I'm not gonna make it and like (laughs) at the last second I I beat it before my base got destroyed so I was like thank god dude and that was only like a level two difficulty so I can only imagine like I think it goes up to as high as like six okay so I can't imagine like how crazy it's gonna get later but no it's been a lot of fun and then i've also always had like tower defense stuff in there no that that was new okay and the glow the glow pikmin i believe are new too like i don't think they're in any of the other pikmins so i think that entire concept of even just night missions is brand new to pikmin 4 okay so so that's really cool it adds kind of like more which it's a give and take because I was like, I played a bunch of night missions, but then of course, like now I'm doing all these night missions instead of doing like the actual story stuff. So it's like, oh man, like, but you get rewards for it too. Like you get, you save because you need to do the night missions to get, um, medicine is kind of what you're doing it for because the glow Pikmin, if you win, you get like a little vial for this medicine and the scientist dude uses it to cure people. And so you're getting rewards and stuff that you can use in the story missions and stuff so it's not just like some oh side thing well like you still don't have to do it mm-hmm. but in order to like a hundred percent the game and do whatever you have to do those night missions okay i got gotcha. you uh, 
Yeah, but then besides that, the only other thing I've been playing, I've still been playing Paper Mario. Uh, I'm almost done. I just did Flower Fields, which is probably my least favorite level of the original, just because it's so much back and forth. Like, it is the epitome of, all right, you need to go to the far right of the screen and then it's like oh now you get this item then you gotta go all the way to like the far left and then you gotta get the blueberries to feed to the blue flower and then do his bullshit and then get red berries to go unlock the red flower and it's just the most tedious level out of like all the levels (laughs) i hated it as a kid i hate it now like I just wanted to get through it because I'm like it is literally like it's the worst it's the, section it's of the, the game. It's the Zelda Water Temple of Paper Mario. It is. It a hundred percent is. Like it is just annoying. Like because it's just so all over the place, and it's just like, dude, I just feel like, and it wouldn't be that bad if it was easy to just get back to where I need to. I'm like, okay, I can just go back here and do this and go back. Like, if I could just get from A to B to C to D quickly, that would be one thing. But there's, like, thorny parts and whatever where it's, like, you need a specific partner to get past, like, the Paracoupa to, like, glide Mm -hmm. over these gaps and stuff. So it's, like, dude, I have to constantly swap out for a new party member to do this, to just go back and forth. So I hate that. But I'm almost done with it. And it's funny because today um, I saw on Twitter I've been following it for a while, and it finally came out today, is someone made a rom hack for paper mario 64 but it's called uh thousand year door 64 okay and they they took all the recipes items badges like the stage mechanic they took everything out of thousand year door and put it into paper mario 64 uh not the partners But, like, just the core, like, mechanics, like, the turning, like, into paper and, like, doing all that stuff, they basically redid Thousand Year Door inside of 64, but they also added a bunch of new content, like, new areas, and, like, they did the the 100-level pit, like, they did all sorts of stuff, like, it's insane, like, they've been working on it for years, and so it's one of those things where once I finish Paper Mario, I kind of want to just start like a new game of the thousand year door 64 and kind of see what like the big difference is between everything they did. Cause that's my least favorite part of thousand year door is the partners. Cause I love the partners in 64 more. So it's like the best of both worlds to me. I'm like, dude, it's the great like new paper mechanics and like all the like shit they improved upon with thousand year door, but inside 64 with the partners, I love more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Thousand Year Door is fantastic. That's that's interesting. That's really cool, though. God, can you imagine the amount of time that would take to do? Oh, dude, I can't imagine. And then the fact that, you know, they're taking, like, GameCube-level shit and making it work in an N64 game is just, like, a technical marvel that I don't even know. Because that's how you play the game, too. It's not even like, oh, they redid everything. Like, they mm-hmm. modified... The actual insect, like, you have to, in order to play the game, you have to have a ROM of Paper Mario 64 and, like, go to some website and, like, apply the patch to it and whatever to turn it into Thousand Year Door 64. So, it is the actual game. So, they made it work 
inside the original like engine and like whatever of 64 which is insane yeah that's nuts that's that is a a hell of a passion project Uh, yeah i'll put it that way um Anything else, though? Or is that basically... Nope, that, that's all I've been playing this week. I do love that finishing uh, Zelda got you so cocky that you're like, I'm just going to go back and play Mario 64 stuff. You know, Paper Mario. I'm just going to do that now. Like, instead of all the things I should be playing, I'm just going to... Yeah, I'm just gonna go circle back. Stuff. Yeah, I'm just going to go circle back. Play. I'm just going to knock I... out some hits. Yeah, I think I just wanted that like that comfort food of it's like oh, where and I 100%. wanted to really play Puzzle Quest too. Like it was just I wanted that comfort food of I know this game, like it's not like I need to figure out what to do. Like I've played it eight nine times in my life. Like I know what has to happen and mm-hmm. how to do it, so I can easily kind of just navigate through it. Oh, I mean that's still why I'll go back to Starcraft. It's yeah. just. It's a game I know I want to play. I just, I don't want to think about it. I just want to knock something out and, and move on with my day. Uh, I mean, there was a night the other night instead of Dead Space, I just jumped back into Diablo 4 because I didn't have to think <laughs> too hard. It just knocked out a couple more side missions because why the hell not? And Easy breezy. Yeah, totally. But that comfort, comfort food gaming is uh, underrated. It's underrated. Um... Oh, we didn't. We we bypassed the trailer part. Should we dip in real quick to to talk about a couple trailers that came out? I reckon we can uh, swing by the old uh, trailer park. I hear <laughs> y'all y'all here. Um, we we skipped over this one a while back, but I think I think we need to talk about it, Justin. That Wonka trailer. I don't know about that man. It's like a Wonka origin story trailer with uh, Tif- T- Timothy. Sh- How do you pronounce his name? The Dune guy. What is it? Timothy. Yeah, Sh- Tim- Charlemagne or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. something like Charlemagne. Timothy Char- Shallot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, it's got a look. It it comes out at Christmas, and it looks like a movie that comes out at Christmas. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, they they all have that kind of sheen to them as far as the look goes. And, and yeah, it's like a Wonka origin story. Hugh Grant is an Oompa Loompa in it (laughs) that I can't wrap my head around why that is. Um, And it's basically him taking down the chocolate mafia is what it looks like. Yeah, that that is the general premise, like him disrupting the status quo of the current chocolate empire that's going on. But the way they're all framed, it's like mob bosses that have carved up New York City or something. It's just, I don't know. It looks weird as hell. I can't tell you that I'm excited to watch it or even will. It just, it looks so strange. I just felt we need to talk about it. And I will say this. It looks better than the Tim Burton one. It looks more interesting than the Tim Burton one. So I guess there's that. Dude, it's so funny, though, because I know um, a lot of people, when that trailer came out, were saying how they didn't think Wonka was angry enough. (laughs) 
Like, that dude, like, he's, like, a terrifying fucking person. Right. And this, like, just makes him look all happy-go-lucky. Uh, so a lot of people I saw were saying that they really wanted uh, Jeremy White, who's, like, the bear. Mm-hmm. And he was in Shameless and stuff. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. He, he looks a lot like um, the guy who originally played Wonka. G- Gene Wilder, yeah. Yeah, he looks a lot like Gene Wilder, and he's also in the bear and stuff. You know, he yells, he's very angry and stuff. Like, he should be Wonka. He is the, like, terrifying powerhouse of Wonka. But I think the point of this is that this was before he became a mean Howard Hughes shut-in. Yeah. He he looks wide-eyed and full of hope. You know what I mean? And That is true. This is the before times. Exactly. When he only has one Oompa Loompa, he hasn't gone and ransacked the entire tribe for his chocolate factory. Uh, which, man, if you read that book in today's world, there is there is problematic things <laughs> when it comes to the Oompa Loompas. It's, it's a, let's just say, highly problematic uh, these days. Not, not something that would fly in 2023. I'll just put it that way. I'll put, well... It might fly, but it would would not be a beloved children's property. I'll tell you that yeah. right now. Like that might be in the mature section. Um, and then the other one I sent to you that I wanted you to see was uh, the Exorcist believers or whatever it is. But yeah, that yes, that, Exorcist believers. That that looks raw, dude. I mean, I'm not a huge possession movie guy, but. Uh, there's some things in that trailer that jumped out to me with the, so it's two girls that disappear. They show back up three days later. They both can't remember where they went or what happened. Uh, one girl's like, I was gone like three hours. And the dad's like, no, you were gone three days. You know, they, and, and it shows them trying to return to life, but you know, the darkness is creeping in and things are slipping away. And then at one point, a, one of the girls walks into a church looking fully possessed, screaming the body and blood over and over again during mass, which that was raw. I like that. That was a cool scene in the trailer. Uh, and then by the end of the trailer, they are full Reagan exorcist mode, makeup wise and everything. And, you know, you're getting the, uh, the affected voices as demons are coming out through them and all that. And it looks rad. It looks good. I don't know about you, yeah. but I'm kind of into it. it. Is that... So, you're right. At the end of the trailer, it went full on, like, Exorcist 1, like, in the bedroom, tied to the bed, like, total yeah. callback. Is the woman that's there, is that the woman from the original Exorcist that got think, possessed? Is that no, who that's it's not, supposed to be? No, that's not the little girl that got possessed. No, that's not... I. That's not her, I don't think. To be, to be fair, I'm not sure who that woman is. I, I think it's one of those things, if you were a big Exorcist movie guy, you'd know who that was, but I don't, I'm not familiar. Yeah, because she seems to, like, know the demon or whatever, because mm-hmm. she's like, oh, I've dealt with this before, whatever, so I think they're totally doing, like, the, the scream, like, where it's a reboot, but it's also, like, calling back to yeah. the original type thing where it's like it's not a hard reset but it's not like a sequel either and like halloween did that with jamie lee curtis exactly yeah so i don't know i'm interested i will check out what reviews say about it anyway 
it, it's on my radar now where it absolutely wasn't yeah. before. So, you know, good, good horror is hard to come by. So I'm, I'm down. I'm always down to check out an interesting take on an old property. Um, were there any other trailers you want to talk about? Uh, there was the Continental. Oh, yeah. Let's discuss the Continental. Uh, yeah, dude. So we got a trailer for the Continental, which is going to be on Peacock. It is going to be a three-episode event. Um, each episode, I think, is like... It's like Sherlock. I want to say yeah. each episode's like an hour or 90 minutes long or something. Um, the whole general premise is it's following um, Winston when he was younger before he became the actual like head of the continental and stuff and kind of his it's kind of about his rise to power and we get to kind of see some of the more nitty-gritty of the world and kind of see how he kind of earned his place in with the high like table and stuff at the continental and And how he got honestly how he got to be the guy at the continental yeah how he became yeah the guy and i mean looking at it man i i think it looks great like it it looks very like on par with the other john wick movie like it doesn't look like oh this is a cheap imitation of john wick where like no the action looks on point um the way it's shot looks really nice i like the fact that it is just a three episode like Mm -hmm. it's done like, agreed, agreed. I love that. Like, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. There's no 12 episodes and then, oh, this was a big hit. Let's do a season two. It's like, no, dude, they've obviously planned this story out beginning to end, and it's it's done. Boom. So I'm excited for it. It comes out uh, fairly soon, I think. I think it comes out, like, next month, September 22nd or something like that. Mm-hmm. And... I like the setting of dealing with like 1970s New York versus yeah. having it be taking place alongside John Wick. I like that it's way in the past because it lets them it lets them reset expectations. I don't I don't I'm not expecting it to be John Wick in in a lot of ways. And now you still get like a cast of characters, like a bunch of different assassins that all have their thing and all that, but I I like that it's it's very much going to be its own property. So I'm I'm in. I'm in. John Wick World, you've got me. Let's go. <laughs> uh you know what? I think is it okay if we shelve the sirens this week? Just because I'm you I'm know, still playing catch up. That is a hundred percent fine. Alright. Alright, so we are we are sirenless. This week, the air raid has gone quiet. Um, anything else we should tackle before we, we call this a show? I mean, I think we got an episode. I think we do. I think we do. So in that case, sir, why don't you land this plane? You know what, guys? Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the That Pixel Life podcast. You know what? Head on over to the Discord. Let us know, you know, what what have you been FOMOing about? And while you're there, you know, tell us what's your number one FOMO game that you were missing out on and you know what? You were like, fuck it. I'm going to pull the trigger on this. 
not my cup of tea, but you know what? I want to see what this is all about. And while you're at it, head on over to Spotify, give your boys a review, let us know how we're doing, and Zach, honey, baby doll, if Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, hey guys, go be great.